Hands up if you are heading back to school this week or you have children, grandchildren, you're a teacher. It is a pretty big week for heading back to school, particularly for our students. While all the parents breathe sighs of relief, students and teachers begin the period of pulling out their hair. Yes? Well, we are at week five in our series on Ecclesiastes where the teacher, Solomon, his writings are recorded for us of his grand experiment to find the meaning and satisfaction in life. And in this part of the book where we are up to chapter 12 and we'll delve back into chapter 11 in just a moment, but if you're following along right now, you might want to turn up to Ecclesiastes chapter 12. But this is a time right at the end where he gives his final notes and he is uh, just about to turn around 60. He dies at the age of 60 and so he um, is giving his final notes and, and results of his experiment and his, just before he does that, he addresses young people directly. So it's very appropriate that we uh, today, as young people are about to head back into school, we address them uh, a little bit. So, in this book, if you haven't uh, been here, I encourage you to go back onto the YouTube playlist, look for uh, the series title is Satisfied, and uh, go to Wollongong Salvos on YouTube and look up Satisfied, the last few messages. Because in this book, Solomon has asked the tough questions. The tough questions about whether or not there is anything in this life really worth living for. There is, if, there is, if there is anything in this life that can truly bring satisfaction and fulfillment. He asks about money. He says, will money truly satisfy the ache in a human heart? He says, popularity, will popularity and fame fill the void inside the human soul? Will pleasure and thrill-seeking calm the restlessness that we feel? Will the acquisition of knowledge or power lead to true inner peace? The answer to all of these, Solomon says, is, is none. Meaning and satisfaction are not found in these places. So what is it that Solomon asks in the final analysis that will satisfy the human heart? And Solomon turns to younger people in his final note, and he says this, Ecclesiastes 12, verse 1, Remember your Creator in the days of your youth, before the days of trouble come, and the years approach when you will say, I find no pleasure in them. Solomon says this, Look, while you're young, at this stage of your life, remember your Creator. Experience a relationship with God. Get into a relationship with God while you're still young, before the days of trouble come. Do we know what the days of trouble refer to? What does he refer to when he says the days of trouble? Anybody? Do you know what he's, what he's referring to? The days of trouble? Marriage? That's part of it. No, it's a more general thing, a more general experience of all of humanity. It's getting old. Those are the days of trouble. My father turned 70 the other year. Was it a year ago, Mum? About that. And, and, and I wrote, you know, four, three score and ten. After that, it's injury time. The days of trouble come. 
don't they? And, 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 and Solomon is great, right? Solomon is this, this poetic kind of writer. Uh, if you are over the age of 18, you might want to read some of his poetry in, in the Song of Solomon. And um, if you're under 18, forget I said that, because you're probably going to want to read it now. But he talks about getting old. Remember this season of your life, because you're going to get old, and getting old sucks. That's what Solomon says, my paraphrase. And he goes on in his poetic way to illustrate what getting old is like. Shall we go through this? And I'll ask for a raise of hands if anyone relates to any of what he says here. We probably shouldn't, and I'll explain why. Ecclesiastes 12, verses 2. Uh, We'll go through 2 to 5 here quickly. Before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars grow dark. What do you think he means? You lose your eyesight. You lose your eyesight. Almost exactly on my 40th birthday, I thought I needed to go and see an optometrist and I got myself a prescription. That's what happens. And he said, it's because you're getting old. I tried to die that for so long. And the clouds return after the rain. Now, a lot of commentators say this, is, this means that your vision gets cloudy. But I read one commentator who was kind of hilarious. You want to hear it? He says, is <laughs> well, we're not going to ask for hands. One interpreter suggests that when Solomon says the clouds return after the rain, he is referring to the fact that as he's gotten older, he needs to go to the bathroom more often. He goes to the bathroom, that's like the rain, and then a short time later, the clouds are back and he needs to go again. From the laughter, I assume that that could well be a good translation. When the keepers of the house, we're in verse 3, when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong strong men stoop, when the grinders cease because they are few, and those looking through the windows grow dim. All right, so the keepers of the house here are referred to your arms. Uh, They're not as steady as they once were. The strong men that stoop are your legs, which lose strength over the years. The grinders refer to your teeth. They fall out as you get older. Not so much in our day and age where we have fluoride everywhere, but, uh, and, and the teeth that you have left, the ones you can see through the, the window, are not as bright and shiny as they once were. Then he goes on in verse 4, he says, when the doors to the street are closed and the sound of grinding fades. See, as you get older, the earlier and earlier, the front doors are closed and you've got to go up to bed. I knew I was old when, uh, when, when my son decided he wanted to stay out later and later after finishing school and, and we let him. And uh, we thought, you know what, we'll be good parents and we'll wait up to make sure he's okay. <laughs> he just fell asleep. It's like, I remember being young, Mum, you, you, I used to go out past midnight, didn't I? I'm sure I did. I can't imagine it now. It seems crazy, doesn't it? The doors to the street are closed and the sound of grinding fades. When people rise up at the sound of birds, and, but all their songs grow faint. Wow, that was cool. That worked well. How many of you have had to sleep with the window open the last few nights? And how many of you have cockatoos that roast in a stupid tree outside your stupid windows, the stupid dumb birds will screech and wake you up? Now, this happens to me, and I wake up. And I'm sure my kids, they've got all their windows open. Their windows are just below mine. They don't seem to wake up. They don't hear them. Or they hear them and they go back to sleep. I hear them and I'm like, all right, what have I got to do today? 
All stuff to worry about, right? Is that you? You know what that's like? You can't stay, you can't sleep in so much when you get older. So annoying. There's a few of you saying, oh, I can. <laughs> Just let me try. Uh, but at the same time, all their songs grow faint. Much like the eyesight, so too does our hearing deteriorate over time. And we can talk about the stupid cost of hearing aids. Does anybody have to go get hearing? How ridiculous do they cost? I only found out because I had to start looking them up. When people are afraid of heights, we're in verse 5, when people are afraid of heights and the dangers of the street, when the almond tree blossoms and the grasshopper drags itself along and desire is no longer stirred. See, as you get older, you become less capable of navigating stairs, don't you? I think I've spoken to three or four people lately whose doctors have forbidden them to be climbing ladders. Think, you know, it happens. And unless you're Chuck Norris, it becomes more and more difficult to deal with rough people on the street. When the almond tree blossoms, well, in, uh, across the ancient Near East, that meant your hair was turning white because that's the colour of the almond blossom. And then we get to the grasshopper, drag itself along the ground, and desire is no longer stirred. Would anybody like to have a guess? I think this is the part of ageing that hit Solomon the most. He had hundreds of wives and hundreds of concubines, and let's just say the grasshopper is a euphemism for a particular part of the male body, and we shall leave it at that. Okay, so this old married couple crawl into bed one night. Rebecca's not here, so I can tell the joke, right? You ready for joke? And the wife starts to list her aches and pains. Head, shoulders, knees and toes. I never knew what that song meant. And her husband says, I feel like a newborn baby. She says, what? He said, yeah, I've got no teeth, no hair, and I think I just wet my pyjamas. Going old sucks, says Solomon. There's a lot of conversation going on over there. I think Solomon hit a nerve. So he says to young people, remember your creator in the days of your youth. Now, I want to unpack this a little bit for our young people, and we're going to turn back into chapter 11. Um, and we're going to begin at verse 9, and we'll see where Solomon is coming from when he, he gets to this final point where he says, remember your Creator. So he says in verse 9 to 10, uh, I'm going to read this from the um, message translation, I'm pretty sure I got that up there. You who are young, make the most of your youth. Relish your youthful vigor. Follow the impulses of your heart. If something looks good to you, pursue it. But know also that not just anything goes. You have to answer to God for every last bit of it. So live footloose and fancy free. You won't be young forever. Youth lasts about as long as smoke. So, he breaks this down into three instructions for young people that I think relate to all of us, to be honest. Because compared to Solomon, Solomon's now 3,000 years old, right? So, compared to that, we're pretty young. So his first instruction is this, enjoy yourself and your youthfulness. Enjoy yourself to the fullest. Bask in the joy and happiness of life. 
<laughs> young people have maximum energy and minimum responsibility. You're never going to have that again. Revel in it. Enjoy it. You will have to grow up one day. You will have to pay bills one day, but not now. Enjoy yourself. That's his first instruction. His second instruction, though, comes with a little bit more to it. Solomon encourages you to explore and experiment in this time of your life. Learn things. Choose subjects in school you might be interested. Try them out. Follow the ways of your heart, he says in the New International Version, which you might have. Figure out what you're interested in. What makes your heart race? What fires you? What do you care about? What feeds your soul and spirit? Join clubs, teams, hobbies, sports. Try stuff. When I was young, uh, I watched Top Gun. Does everyone love the movie Top Gun? Tom Cruise? Yeah, come on, really? Do we know Top Gun? Right, so, I love the movie. And uh, I wanted to be a fighter pilot. And um, anyone else wanted to be a fighter pilot after watching the movie? It's just me. Well, I'm talking to me now, so just carry on. And I developed this passion for being a fighter pilot, and my parents encouraged me in that. They helped me um, apply for scholarships at the Air Force and stuff like that, which I won, and I had a great time. Uh, they paid for me to have flying lessons and, and all this sort of stuff, so I was having a great time learning and trying to be a pilot until I discovered that I'm taller than Tom Cruise. Did you know that? Tom Cruise is really short. And it turns out I'm too tall to fit into a fighter pilot, uh, into a fighter plane cockpit. So uh, that was the end of that experiment. But my parents were great, right? Because they pushed me to try stuff, but weren't worried about what direction I went in. Just keep trying, finding, experimenting, and finding out what you're passionate about. And here I am doing what I love. Do stuff, try stuff, experiment. It's not always obvious the way God has wired you. You may have gifts and talents and areas that you've never thought of. It doesn't matter how old you are. I've discovered people who just try stuff, usually creative things. A lot of times, um, people, when they're young, they try to be creative in school, and they get some feedback from, the, from a teacher or from someone else that, you know, you're not really good at that. <laughs> or maybe try it again and again. And so they don't try, but then later in life, they think, you know what, stuff it, I'm going to try something. And they try it, and they actually find out they're not bad at it, and it's really good for them. So it doesn't matter how old you are, try new things, experiment, revisit things you thought you were never any good at because someone told you so, and have a go. But then Solomon says this, be careful, be careful. And I want to say today, young people, while you're experimenting, while you're following the ways of your heart, Solomon says, be careful. And I say, oh, let me spell this out. Don't do anything illegal. Don't do anything self-destructive. Don't take ridiculous risks. Don't put yourself in harm's way. Don't do anything careless or stupid. Because you will regret it. There will be consequences, and the consequences will be more than you might think. Don't dismiss the stories on the news. The stories where young people get drunk or high and drive in dangerous and destructive ways or do other stupid things. Don't dismiss the stories thinking that could never happen to me, where young people die at festivals because they're experimenting with drugs and things in cocktails. There are a lot of extremely high-risk things out there. 
that are targeted, deliberately targeted at young people. And as a parent, I want to say, be careful. And as Solomon would say, God is watching. Your parents are watching. At least I know my kids' parents are watching. (laughs) And if that's not motivation enough, your future self is watching. One day you will spend time thinking about the things you did as a young person. Don't make any of that thinking full of regret. Well, so Solomon says, follow the ways of your heart. Experiment in every way that is safe and sound. Find out who you are, what you like. And his final instruction is, don't stress. Chill out. Going back to school and stuff is a time where anxiety and stress starts to rise. Exams and things like that. You've got to balance timetables and friends. Solomon says, banish anxiety in the New International. In in the message translation, he gets a little bit creative and he says, live footloose and fancy free. Don't worry about things now, young people, because you're going to get old and then you really will have stuff, really stuff to worry about. The world out there is difficult. It is hard. There are a lot of bad things happening in our society, our nation, and our world. And there's a lot to worry about. And there will come a time where you will have to step up where you will have to take your place in society, pulling and pushing for change and growth, serving and earning and building and making positive change. But that time is not yet. So chill out. Enjoy life because it won't last. So, If the experiment of enjoying and chilling out and experimenting and enjoying life and all that sort of thing, if all of that is ultimately going to be unsatisfying and meaningless because it's not going to last, you're going to get old, where do you find meaning and significance? Well, we come back to the verse that we begin. Remember your Creator in the days of your youth. That's where Solomon lands. Remember your Creator in the days of your youth. Or as we translate it in the, um, the message translation has it, honour and enjoy. Honour and enjoy. Isn't that good? Honour and enjoy your Creator while you're still young. Don't forget, God loves you. God made you and He has a fierce affection for you. He has had his hand held out toward you forever. And you are never too young to take hold of the hand of God. You are never too old to take hold of the hand of God. In fact, the best time to take hold of the hand of God is now, every day. The most complex and confusing time at the moment in our world to be a student, to be a young person, Social media and other forms mean that there are more voices, more temptations, more seductions than ever. Certainly more than there ever was when I was young. And I'm sure you would say the same thing. And so I agree with Solomon, now is the best time to ask God to lead and guide your life. I know many of you, older and younger, Make commitments to, to follow God. Would, would quite, quite uh, easily stand up today and say, I'm a Christian. 
and I have been for years. Today, I want to ask you to revisit again that decision as we move into a new year. And we want to say, let's, let's take today to remember God. Remember God in our youth. We're going to, um, I'm going to ask you to stand in a moment and we're going to pray together in response to what uh, Solomon teaches us. I'm going to pray that God... We're going to pray to ask God to help us maintain and build character this year, to give us purpose and peace, to be the friend who is closer than family, to forgive our wrongdoings, to guide our future, and to take us to be with Him in heaven one day. Is that a good prayer? To start our year to remember God. Would you like to stand with me? I'll read out a line and uh, I'm going to invite you to repeat it after me. Does that sound okay? All right. Lord God, we come before you today. We ask you to help us maintain and build character. We ask you to give us again purpose and peace. To be the friend who is closer than a family member. To forgive our wrongdoings. To guide our future. And to take us to be with him. In heaven one day. Amen.